0: The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ.
1: Well, good morning, church, and welcome to our Pentecost Sunday service. If you're visiting with us, we're really glad that you're joining us on this day as we remember and celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit as recorded in the book of Acts chapter 2. For our regulars, we're going to be interrupting our I Am God series uh, as we focus and reflect on this incredible and significant day in the life of the church. And we're going to do that a little bit differently this morning. We're going to hear from three different people. We're going to hear their stories and their testimonies of, of how they came to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and what has transpired in their lives since then how that event has impacted them and changed their lives and so i hope and pray that as they share their stories uh, it'll really bless and inspire and encourage you
2: church good morning good morning it's so great to be with you today i just want to spend a few minutes sharing about my journey with the holy spirit As some of you know, I've been at Parramatta for a very long time. And even as a child, I heard all about the Holy Spirit. I'd hear bits and pieces from sermons about the baptism of the Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit. I would see in church people start to speak or sing in strange languages and someone interpret that. I would hear about people having a word of knowledge for someone. And I'd often wonder, what's this all about? Even at the point when I got saved, when I said a sinner's prayer at 11 and got baptized at 14, I still didn't understand all this. But as I got older, as I got to the end of high school, I started to realize my Christian walk was in pieces. I would pray when I needed something. I would read my Bible when I felt like it. But there just wasn't a hunger. And I started to ask God, make me hungry, God. I want what other people have. I want to be intimate with you. I began to cry out to him. And then about the time I turned 18, we were having meetings where we'd have altar calls at the end. One Sunday, and I was playing in the band that day, and my worship leader said to all of us, actually, she said, you know what, go and pray. Let's go pray together. You don't need to come up here. Let's let's seek God for your life. And so I put down the bass and got off the stage. And I just stood at the altar like this, waiting Asking God, what is it you want from me, God? As I stood there, a friend of mine who was a mentor, he saw me and he was praying with someone else. And he came across to me and he said, Andrew, what do you want? I said, I'm not sure. I really long to have intimacy with God. I want to have more power in my walk. I want to just know him better and serve him better. He said, why don't we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why don't we hunger for that? Why don't we cry out for that? Okay, all right. So I stood there, arms out wide like this, not sure what to expect. And then as my friend put his hand on me, I've never forgotten this, fire started to course through my body. I felt this burning, tingling sensation that I'd never felt before. But it wasn't a pain. It was was comfort. It was joy. It was peace. And I began to weep. And as God's doing this work in my heart and my friend seeing this, he says to me, Andrew, speak, speak. And I said, what do I say? He goes, let God worry about that. You speak, just open your mouth. And as I did, the words that left my lips, I did not recognize. And I suddenly realized I was praying in tongues for the very first time. I was ecstatic that day. It was the best. And I've had days like that since when God has touched me in such a powerful way. But church, I want to tell you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not just about that ecstatic experience. God gives us these mountaintops with Him so that we can go into the valley. God equips us by His infilling so that we can be poured out in our call. So how did it change me? How does it change us? Well, for me, there are three ways that I can see God has changed my life through the infilling of the Spirit. First of all, that desire for intimacy. As I said, I hadn't really longed for God, but suddenly I was hungry for Him. Suddenly, I wanted to be in the Word. I wanted to be in prayer. I wanted to be in worship. I wanted to know this God who, almost for the first time in my life, I realized He loves me. He loves me. So intimacy. Secondly, he gave me a heart to serve him more. Now, I was already in the church worship team, but it became more than that. Not just to be seen, not just to use my gift, but to just help out wherever I could. I would come early. I'd leave late. I would go clean the streets around the church. It was crazy. I just wanted to be among God's people and help out. So much so, I turned down State of Origin tickets one year. It's true. I was crazy, crazy for God. And then finally, He equipped me for ministry. He equipped me for what He's called me to do. I was happy to stand at the back and be the bass player or the drummer, but suddenly I sensed God wanted to take things forward. And I was scared. I didn't want to do it. But some leaders who knew better than me pushed me forward. And saw that God was moving in my life. Not a great gift. Just a great God. God gave me the ability to write songs for his people. For his glory. God gave me. He birthed in me a desire to preach God's word. I hated public speaking as a child. I was one of the shyest kids around. But God used me. God changed me. God equipped me to do what he wants to do in my life. And he'll do the same for you, church. Some of you have been seeking the baptism. Some of you have longed to be infilled and it hasn't happened yet. Church, I believe God wants to equip His church. So don't give up. Press in, press in, press in. God loves you. God wants to empower you today, even in your home today. So church, keep seeking Him because I promise you this. If the Holy Spirit infills you, you will not go out the same You'll be a changed man, a changed woman for his glory. God bless you.
0: Good morning, church. Well, this morning I'd love to share with you a short testimony about my encounter with God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was blessed to have grown up uh, knowing about God and Christianity my entire life through a Christian family, Christian schooling, uh, regular church attendance and Bible study groups. But I remember the moment I gave my life to Jesus in primary school on a camp. And I remember that from that moment on, Jesus had called me to live differently, to be set apart, to value holiness. Knowledge wasn't lacking, service and desire wasn't lacking, but empowerment to live this life was. By the time I was a young adult, about 18, I confessed to you, I had lived a lot of my Christian life from a place of self-righteousness. I had in my mind to follow all the rules, lived a good life, thought God must be pleased with me and my efforts. I'd even been a Christian leader and the school captain of a Christian school. But I came to a place during my last year of schooling where I was hungry and I wanted more of God. I wasn't satisfied. All my efforts had left me wanting and empty. I knew there had to be more to my Christian walk than what I had experienced so far. I saw the power of the gospel transform the life of my back then boyfriend, now husband, Lewis. I saw the transformation in his passion and his encounter with the Holy Spirit. See, I was in a church my whole life that never taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a subsequent experience to conversion. They even went as far as telling me that speaking in tongues was of the devil. But I had seen it with my own eyes and I started seeking answers and the truth and searching scripture i was so hungry for a deeper experience with jesus i left that church after realizing that our beliefs would not align and joined a pentecostal church which was very much into praying uh, for the baptism of the holy spirit and believed in the gifts of the spirit i felt alive as god started to teach me so much i couldn't get enough of him reading the word praying listening to sermons In my searching in the months after i left school my eyes were opened to the word of god like never before i realized i hadn't understood the gospel of grace and one day someone shared the truth with me that my good deeds were like filthy rags in god's eyes that i was a sinner i mean how dare they but the truth of god's word cut like a sword and brought me to my knees in repentance and maybe that was the moment i was born again or maybe it was just another a deeper realization of the truth on my journey but all i know was that from that moment on i saw and encountered jesus and the holy spirit like i had never before my christian walk from that moment on was very different i got water baptized at age 19 a few months later and the same night I had hands laid on me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And as we were all singing and people were surrounding me who were singing and praying out in tongues, I thought I was was in the presence of Jesus himself. I was. It was a taste of heaven. I felt this tangible warmth flood my entire body from my head to my toes. It was like a feeling of pure love had just invaded my heart. And as his love and acceptance and his warmth washed over me, my words, which were English, suddenly became a language of tongues. And I was singing and praying out in tongues, and that was the beginning of my speaking in tongues journey. I still remember the night. It was so vivid. It was a moment of total surrender, and God filled me with his power. After that, I felt empowered to love people who I had found it really hard to love before, I felt empowered to share my faith and my experiences with others. I felt empowered to pray in groans and tongues when I didn't have the words, when my heart was so burdened for people that my spirit spoke this heavenly language. Also, God's word became alive to me in ways it hadn't before. I truly believe what is written in Mark 16:17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. This is for today. It didn't cease when the Bible was written. We as believers can have this this power and have this experience of the Holy Spirit. I've seen it and I've operated in it. Just as the believers were gathered, obedient, waiting and hungry. Acts 2, 4. says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Church, for those who have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit but are desiring a deeper encounter with Jesus, draw close to him, come hungry, come wanting, pray and believe for this. It's a wonderful gift. God can pour out his Spirit on you in the most unusual places it doesn't have to be amongst believers who lay hands on you that was my experience but we do see mostly through scripture where it's mentioned it is through having people laying on of hands and praying for you if you have experienced the baptism of the holy spirit i encourage you to go on being filled in ephesians 5 18 it's a a continual filling one baptism many fillings the temptation is to live in the past on past blessings but God desires us to continue to seek him to continue to be empowered by him and not run this race in our own strength Matthew 5 6 and this is such an encouragement he says blessed are those who come who sorry who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled that's God's promise he will fill you when you come with to him hungry and thirsty tongues is also for personal edification 1 corinthians 14:4. 4. anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves and further in the chapter paul goes on to say in verse 14 and 15 for if i pray in a tongue my spirit prays but my mind is unfruitful so what shall i do i will pray with my spirit but i'll also pray with my understanding i will sing with my spirit but i'll also sing with my understanding there is a time to be praying in tongues and a time to pray with our mind. I've experienced times when I've been so burdened about a situation, usually when I'm interceding for others, that my mind doesn't know the words to say. My And, you know, my spirit takes over in praying in tongues. Or when you're praying and fighting in the spiritual realm against the temptations of the world, or you're crying out to God in the, the darkest times or in despair or in the midst of pain or trouble, Our spirit can groan before God. It's such a wonderful gift, the gift of the spirit in this way. So wherever you are at in your walk with God, I encourage you, church, to come humbly before God, knowing that you haven't experienced all that there is of his incredible love. None of us have. There is always more to enjoy of God. Come wanting, desiring him, and he will bless you. Come hungry and he will fill you. Don't let the baptism or the tongues be the focus. Let Jesus and the glory of himself be the focus. Bless you, church.
3: Hi, church. My name's Andy and um, Carol, my wife and I, moved from Oberon to North Rocks about two years ago. We are now enjoying belonging to PCC. We were 36 years in Oberon where we raised our four children and I was a local GP. And in the last 20 years, uh, we passed at the Oberon Christian Life Centre. Today I want to tell you my Pentecost story. It happened a long time ago. If you don't know about Pentecost, then uh, I'm sure you soon will. And if you read the second chapter of the Book of Acts in the New Testament... That would be good. Um, So what happened to me? This happened when I was a young man, a new Christian, and it changed my life, and I've been changed by that ever since. I gave my life to follow Jesus when I was 19 in the Methodist Church in Beecroft. So the Holy Spirit was already guiding me and leading me, um, but the experience of being baptised in the Spirit brought a much deeper level of the revelation of who God is and of his word. Hello, dog. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, I'd gone looking for the truth as a teenager, but I only found it when I finally surrendered to the voice of God calling me. I thought it was just me working out it was logical to follow Jesus, and I didn't understand that the feelings and the thoughts that were drawing me were actually the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Not long after being saved, I read about speaking in tongues in David Wilkinson's book, The Cross and Switchblade. It seemed like a good thing, But it was new and it was different and a bit scary and so I asked my uncle for advice. My uncle was a farmer and it was his authentic Christian life and that of his family and their love for me that had um, led me to Christ in the first place. He told me to be careful about the baptism of the Spirit and I interpreted that to mean there was something wrong with it, which was not at all what he had said. But after a while I was finding the prospect of surrendering to the Holy Spirit confronting as I had the original call of Christ on my life so for some weeks I fought against the call of God but I found no peace in that my uni friends belonged to an amazing Pentecostal church and, um, and they introduced me to some Bible teaching which was a quantum level above anything that I had experienced in my evangelical church conversion their worship also was a whole new level but I, I resisted and I said in my heart, I would only embrace this new experience when God gave me an understanding in the scripture. And I was a slow learner because um, God was not going to be subject to my intellect nor my demands. One evening, alone in my parents' home, I realised the voice that was prompting me about this. It was the same voice I had struggled against for so long before surrendering my life to Christ earlier. God, I'm so sorry, I said. I prayed that um, He would fill me with His Holy Spirit and asked His forgiveness for demanding explanations of what He had commanded me. Once I recognised that it was His voice calling me, I surrendered. And uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I found myself lying face down on the carpet. And I don't know how long I was there, but I just remember being embraced by His love, overwhelmed by His glory and just, just loving being in his presence. It was a wonderful feeling. And for days afterwards, I felt elated, but I soon discovered that I was just as capable of selfishness and failure as I had always been. And yet I was changed. I was changed inside in my spirit, and apparently visibly, because when I went to teach Sunday school the next, uh, the next week, my good friend Neville greeted me with, hey, Andy, what's happened to you? So um, I knew that I was changed. I don't think that I spoke in tongues. I can't remember exactly when I did. Um, But sometime soon after that, I found I was praying in a language that I hadn't learned. And at first I thought, "Mm, maybe this is just me trying to do this. But I soon realized that it was the Holy Spirit giving me um, the words of his language. Another beautiful gift that came with the experience was that now the scriptures were opened up to me in a new and deeper way with all the exciting understanding that I'd longed for before I was baptised. This was proof to me that the things that God gives us, we accept them through faith, not through being able to intellectually apprehend them, although that understanding is necessary. For me, he held it back because I was relying on that. Um, We've stayed in traditional churches for many years and God has supernaturally fed us and um, blessed us and we've been able to share what we've had with many others and it's been just a wonderful blessing to see God setting people free and baptising them and filling them with his spirit and um, just the amazing provision of God down the years. Right now um, we love being in PCC, we love this church. That was all a long time ago. Um, that, that I was baptised in the Spirit and, um, and we we loved our years in the tri- traditional churches uh, I don't want to go back there but I, I love the church every part of her and um, all that God's doing so pretty much that's my story it happened a long time ago as a great blessing and if you haven't yet enjoyed um, what God has for you I encourage you to ask him seek him out Thank
1: you. Well, I hope you were really blessed and encouraged by those stories. It's always amazing and wonderful to hear testimonies of how God has been at work in people's lives. And so this morning, as we kind of conclude um, our time this morning, I just want to speak very briefly to you and draw your attention to one central thought. Uh, you know, on the day of Pentecost, we can think about a whole bunch of different aspects about the Holy Spirit and what His coming means for us uh, and for the church. Uh, but the the focus I want us to have this morning is to consider the the impact that the Holy Spirit uh, came to bring into our lives, or the difference He came to make. Um, and so, my message or the the short. Um, thought this morning is entitled Never the Same. Because I really believe that the central mission and ministry of the Holy Spirit is to change us, is to transform us, is to make us more like Jesus. And I think that's a pretty exciting adventure to go on. And uh, as we reflect and think about that first day of Pentecost recorded in Acts chapter 2, we see the incredible transformation that took place in the lives of those first followers of Jesus. Um, And if we track each of their stories, we can see uh, the incredible ongoing impact that that event had on their lives. But I just want to focus on one character that probably stands out in our minds, and that's the Apostle Peter. Um, When we look at his life and his story in the Gospel accounts... Uh, We we see a guy who is uh, impetuous. We see a a man who has foot-in-mouth disease. He always seems to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh, He he seems to not really understand Jesus' mission and His purpose. Uh, In fact, going as far as rebuking Jesus, when Jesus starts talking about uh, laying down His life on the cross, Um, And obviously, we'd all be familiar with his uh, most notorious uh, failure, which is in the denial of Jesus. And this after making bold and audacious claims that even if everybody else abandons Jesus, that he would never abandon Jesus. And then we come to the book of Acts, and we see a completely different Peter. Let me just read you uh, one passage uh, from Acts chapter 4. And this is probably a really significant uh, and instructive passage. And it says this in Acts chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles or your devices, feel free to follow along. In verse 8, it says this, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Listen to this, verse 13, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. This is not the same Peter as we discover, as we read more of his story in the book of Acts. In his first sermon, 3,000 people get saved, and that's recorded in Acts 2. In Acts 4, in his second sermon, 5,000 people get saved. We see in Peter the supernatural power of God at work. Even people who were sick, where Peter's shadow fell on them, were healed. We see in Acts chapter 5 that when this couple lies to him and lies to the Holy Spirit, and. Peter Peter challenges them and rebukes them for that. They fall over dead. Pretty scary stuff. We see that he's thrown in prison and he experiences supernatural deliverance of God. We see in the face of opposition and, and uh, a threat that Peter stands firm. Now, when we look at Peter in the Gospels, the impression we get of someone who is timid, who is afraid, who is embarrassed of Jesus, who is willing to deny Jesus, not just once, not just twice, but three times. Uh, We see a coward. We see someone who is really uncertain and unsure, but when we come to the book of Acts, we see a man who is bold, who is courageous, who is willing to take risks. In in Acts chapter 10, it's recorded that he goes to a Gentile's house to preach the gospel to him. That's radical. For a Jew, the radical for someone in in Peter's day, Peter is directly accusing almost these religious leaders, the the most powerful people in his society, of putting Jesus to death. And he's talking about something uh, that would have been quite alien to them, about the resurrection of Jesus. These are all incredibly bold and risky things. But we see Peter unashamed, confident, so passionate for the gospel and so passionate for lost people to come to know Jesus that he's willing to do these extraordinary things. And we see the supernatural power of God at work in Peter through supernatural speech, tongues, prophecy, uh, boldness in preaching and supernatural activity. A completely changed man. So that kind of begs the question, what happened to Peter? What happened to this guy that transformed him so significantly and dramatically? Well, I want to suggest to you two things. Two things. The first is probably recorded is recorded in John chapter 21 and I think that event where he encounters the resurrected Jesus, where Jesus forgives him, uh, uh, and uh, reinstates uh, Peter's call to be an apostle, to be uh, the, the, the one that Jesus sends out on mission, had such a defining and significant impact on Peter's life. He'd encountered the risen Jesus and suddenly everything made sense. And there was a clear sense of purpose and mission for Peter now. It was almost like he was converted that day. It was almost like he, 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 he has his, a defining life encounter with Jesus. And clearly that impacted him. But I want to suggest to you that the second thing that I think that played a, a big part in Peter's transformation was his experience of the coming of the Holy Spirit recorded in Acts chapter 2. Uh, this baptism, this clothing with power from on high that transformed his life. And, uh, and I want to draw your attention to what uh, Peter says in his sermon in Acts chapter 2. He, he says this in verse 38. Peter replied when the people ask and say, what must we do? What what do we need to do to, to respond to the sermon that you've just preached? And this is Peter's reply in verse 38 of Acts 2. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. In other words, you need to have an encounter with the resurrected Jesus. That is what's going to transform and change your life. And then he goes on, And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You see, Peter describes the coming of the Spirit as a gift. And a gift that's available to all of us. It's a gift that is available to all who have believed and put their trust in in Jesus. Uh, and a gift that our Father gives is not to the spiritual elite, it's not to a select few, it's not to those from a particular theological perspective, it's not to people who've lived a certain life and who, who've achieved a particular spiritual level or a level of faith. Not at all. Peter says to a whole bunch of new Christians who've just heard the gospel and they're ready to put their faith in Jesus, he says, that will change your life and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit that's available to you. That will bring about a completely powerful internal transformation by the power of God. Listen to what one uh, commentator says, and this guy's name is Mitch Hammond. He's the Australian rep for the U version Bible app, and he says this: something we all must understand about the Holy Spirit is that we we uh, we just don't receive Him in order to experience more of Christ but actually so that we would represent Christ more. The ultimate purpose of the Holy Spirit is not just to make us feel good for a moment, but to transform us into a clearer image of Jesus. When we receive the Holy Spirit, our lives are not designed to act as a final destination, but rather a funnel so that God's Spirit won't just flow to us, but through us. And I think that's a perfect summary of what the Holy Spirit came to do. He came to change us, to make us more like Jesus, so that people in our world, our friends, our family, can continue to have encounters with the risen Christ because of the Holy Spirit's work in and through us. The Holy Spirit wants to give us prophetic, supernatural speech. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to give us the ability to speak in tongues, to have this heavenly language where we communicate with God. The Holy Spirit wants to give us courage and boldness to, to declare the gospel of of Jesus Christ as He inspires us. The Holy Spirit wants to give us the power to do miracles, to see the, the confirmation of the gospel through signs and wonders. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. That's what the Holy Spirit came to do. And so my question is, do we want Him? Are we willing to receive this gift that God has given us? Are we willing to hunger and thirst and pursue God for more of His Spirit? Whether you've never experienced this, whether you've never encountered the Holy Spirit this way, whether you've never been baptized by the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and and moving in the gifts of the Spirit and and encountering the transforming work of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life to make you more like Jesus, or whether you have, and it's a distant memory, I want to encourage you on this day of Pentecost to hunger and thirst and thirst for God, to hunger and thirst for more of the Holy Spirit, to desire Him, to want to experience Him more and more and more, to allow Him to transform your life more and more, to change you and to make you more like Jesus. And so I want to invite you as I conclude this morning and, and pray to do something that may be a little awkward if you're sitting at home on your, in your lounge room and your family's kind of around you, but I invite you to stand and I invite you to close your eyes and I invite you to reach out your hands as a, as a sign of prayer and worship and surrender and, and seeking God. And, and agree with me as I pray that... That our lives and our church will be more and more transformed as we surrender and are filled again and again by the Holy Spirit. And that because we are filled by the Holy Spirit, that our community and our neighborhood and our friends and our family will encounter the resurrected Jesus as He shines His life and as He works in power through us as a church and as individuals. Will you join me in prayer? Why don't you stand? Why don't you close your eyes and reach out your hands as we pray together? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you for this promise that you made that it's good for you to go because when you go, you will send the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that this gift you give is available to all of us. All of us who put our trust in Jesus. All of us who have surrendered our lives to you and experienced your forgiveness and your grace and have come into your family through the death and resurrection of Jesus. We thank you that it's available freely and that all we need to do is ask and keep on asking and to seek and keep on seeking because your desire, Lord, is to come in your power and to change us, to transform us, to make us more and more like Jesus so that we can continue his work, we can continue his mission, through supernatural words, supernatural activity as the Holy Spirit empowers us. Lord, I pray that you'll fill us individually, fill us as a church over and over again. May we be continually filled, continually walking in the power of your Spirit. And we pray that you will use us individually and use us as a church, Lord, to transform, uh, Lord, our community and the people around us as we work and move and live in the power of your Spirit. Will you use us to be a, a powerful demonstration of the risen Jesus in our communities? Lord, we pray Fill us even as we're standing in our lounge rooms, even as we're reaching out to you right now. And Lord, I pray that you'll continue to draw us deeper and continue to stir up our hunger for more and more of you, more and more of your spirit, more and more of experiencing and encountering and being transformed by the resurrected Christ through the Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We pray that you will have an awesome and powerful week living in the power of the Holy Spirit and declaring the the reality of the resurrected Jesus everywhere you go and in everything you do.
0: Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church Podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.